0: Would you like to go on a quest? Hello and welcome to another episode of Quest Me. My name is Josh. I'm your forever host and friend. I am also the creator of the Twist My Arm Network. Thank you guys for coming along for this quest. Um, And we are live, by the way. So anyone that's in the chat, thank you for joining us. Sorry if uh, I'm a little glitchy today. I'm actually on the road, if you will. I am in a completely different state in a completely different house Doing a show because that's how freaking dedicated I am. Um, I do want to say Justin is not joining us today because he had a family emergency and I just want to wish him the best on that and we will see him next week. Um, He might even pop up in the chat at some point, but um, that being said, I have a different co-host today and some of you might recognize him. Some of you might know him
1: from being
0: a Twist My Arm Network regular. His name
1: is Phil. How you doing, Phil? Doing all right, Josh. How are you? I am doing great. I'm,
0: I'm, man, I just drove for eight hours today. Got to uh, my friend's house. uh Was like, hey, can I use your Ethernet? Let's <laughs> 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 set up a podcast studio. So, here I am, um in the living room. <laughs> all right. So this is, uh, it's it's different, but it's a lot of fun, and I'm I'm super excited because obviously it's Quest to Me, it's Star Wars. So hell yeah. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming and, and hanging out and being my co-host this week. It's going to be a good time for sure.
1: Happy to be here, man. Yeah.
0: What have you thought about Boba Fett so far?
1: I love it. Uh, it's, I mean, we're, we're five episodes in now. Out of, seven. out of seven. Out of seven, yeah. And I have been enjoying everyone, you know, I've been staying up till, you know, 1am on uh tuesday night so i can catch it first thing that way i don't end up running into spoilers the next day
0: i do the same thing man <laughs> even if i like work early in the morning i'll stay up till whatever one o'clock just be yeah. all dead tired like i don't even care <laughs> i watched star wars it was awesome can't spoil me <laughs>
1: absolutely absolutely worth it
0: yeah for sure and especially this week holy cow um <laughs> We have so much to talk about with this yeah. episode, um, and you know normally these episodes are about an hour and a half. This one might be a little bit shorter because Justin's not here. Um, but I was I was fully expecting this episode. We we could probably talk about this episode for like three hours.
1: I love the hint we got from it at the end of last week's episode. Just yes. the the music cue. Yes. coming back through at the end totally, of last yeah. week's episode.
0: It was so great. And it was funny because uh, Justin, when I, I was, you know, we text each other as we're watching the show and stuff. And, like, I text him. I was like, did you catch that? Did you catch that at the end? Did you hear the music? He's like, <laughs> I heard some music. And I was like, are you serious? How did you? What? Were you, did you miss it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, the, the crazy, like, obviously, last week, we talked about it. Like, we knew that the Mandalorian was coming in, right? That Din Djarin yeah. Coming into the series in one way or the other i don't think i expected it to be at this magnitude
1: i don't think i didn't i, did, I didn't either, man. I,
0: I didn't think it was gonna be, i mean look just to before we get too far into it i mean this episode to me was a mandalorian season three prequel
1: yeah oh absolutely like absolutely they, they wanted giving us that in, teaser
0: yeah they wanted to fill in some gaps of, you know, what's Mando been up to? What's what's he been doing and, and stuff? And did it not come at a perfect time? Like reading things online, you see like, oh, Book of Boba Fett's getting kind of boring. There's not a lot going on. there's, you know, it just kind of seems like, you know, it's just getting boring. And then, boom, this episode happens. And you're like, okay.
1: <laughs> well, and and again, I was, when when I saw the opener, I was expecting... You know, okay, we're gonna do the cold open with him. We're we're gonna get a little like maybe right. five minute snippet of Din and just be like, all right, here we go, and and then we kept rolling with him after the credits rolled. I was like, shit, okay, we're getting and, and we're dedicated dedicated Mando time.
2: The whole
0: episode, <laughs> fifty one minute episode, and it's all yeah, Mandalorian solid. Mandalorian. Like you, the only character you see from Boba Fett is fennec Fennec. for the last 10 seconds maybe yep (laughs) it's i don't know it was a wonderful wonderful episode um it was a treat man yeah so that being said let's oh anyone that's watching live thank you for watching live if you're listening in podcast land thank you for listening if we do end up talking to the chat room it's because we're live so if you want to join us live you can find us on youtube um, or facebook or twitter search for twist my arm podcast twitter's at twist my arm um but you can watch us live on thursdays at about 7 7 30 mountain standard time um okay let's do this so what i like to do is a, a little bit of a a little bit of a summary I, I write my own summary because they never have anything i was like on imdb earlier looking for characters and like mm-hmm. who was playing those characters it hasn't even been updated yet yeah it's like they have a lock uh, on it or something i
1: mean it, it it took me you know the first like week and a half after the first episode to figure out who matt berry was <laughs> like <laughs> like which character he was voicing it was like yeah oh, shit of course he's the droid right and he's he's By far, my favorite. (laughs) I (laughs) Um, I would watch that man in damn near anything, though. So,
0: oh, for real, for real. I mean, what we do in the shadows has been one of my favorite shows over the last four years. (laughs) Um, and he's great in Community too. Oh yeah, he has he has a couple little small roles in Community where he's hilarious. And what IT Crowd? I think IT Crowd was
1: where I first was first introduced to him.
0: Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, so this is. Book of Boba Fett. Yep. Uh, chapter five. It's called The Return, Return of, the of the Mandalorian. How awesome is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who is the yes, a- mainstay for <sighs> the Mandalorian, and she did a phenomenal job with this.
1: Like she's she's an incredibly talented director. I mean, she's just she's
0: great. I mean, it makes sense. She's Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah. You know, you, it's family it's like, connection
1: uh, notwithstanding, though she's just done an amazing job with the show
0: and she does her own thing too like you see certain shots and like you get certain feelings from like where she puts the music and stuff like she does such a phenomenal job with with the mandalorian and now with
1: book of boba, with boba
0: yeah although i will say this is a mandalorian like i was saying earlier it's a mandalorian episode yeah so it makes sense that they would bring a mainstay from from the,
1: the series oh absolutely
0: to, to do that um so summary boba hoop. This episode is all about the Mandalorian we know and love. Where has he been? What has he been doing? In this week's episode, we get a bonus Mandalorian Season 3 prequel. That's my summary, and I'm sticking That's to it. That's pretty good, man.
1: That's pretty good. <laughs>
0: um, Short and sweet. I The the first scene of this is hilarious to me, because it's in a Star Wars <laughs> The
1: <week> Slaughterhouse. <laughs> yeah. like, yep.
0: where, I don't think we've ever... Never really seen a meat factory or a slaughterhouse or anything like that in Star Wars. Like we don't even yeah. really the only thing we've seen of food is blue milk,
1: right? <laughs> it's a... And a cup
0: of jawa juice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely gives us uh a little more kind of a rounded uh sense of the world. I mean
0: Yeah, you get I mean it's it's the underground, right? Yeah, you're getting a little bit more of a look into the underground of Star Wars, which I think is all mandalorian and uh, boba fett is is just yeah. seeing that that lower part of the main story of star well wars
1: it, and, and it's Marvel it is it is to the main star wars universe what like the uh netflix daredevil shows and things were to the mcu you get more of the street level kind of heroes doing their thing they're not necessarily you know saving the world but they're doing right. what they they're need to get done yeah so um and
0: so it's cool because we, we kind of pan around and see the the slaughterhouse and
1: then we see Mando walk in through
0: the, <laughs> the sheets.
1: And he's just absolutely ignored yeah, <laughs> until he's like almost <laughs> to the boss's office before yeah. anyone even looks twice at him.
0: What's his name? Cabo Baez, I think was his name. Yeah. Um, he... Uh... <laughs> Let's see. He was played by Artisher Radpour. Um, okay. He's just he's a stuntman, I guess. Yeah. He's one of Hollywood's go-to stuntmen. Um that's all I can find about him. I think he was in Daredevil a little bit, but okay, yeah, yeah. I I kind of like this. This whole like who are you looking for? I don't know that guy. <laughs> that doesn't I mean. look like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just his face is right next to his face. And you're like, oh, "Okay, dude." Um but the main part of this like Obviously, Mando's back to doing Mando things. He's going on bounties, he's going to, you know, make some money, blah, blah, blah.
1: Um, Only this time, he's got a new toy. He's
0: got a new toy, (laughs) which he doesn't really know
1: how to use. No, but, I mean, in, in his defense, it's not exactly your standard weapon. No,
0: but isn't this something that you would do as a kid?
1: Like you like you're playing lightsabers
0: with your friend in the backyard, right? And maybe maybe your friend accidentally hits himself in the leg with his lightsaber and you go, listen, you just cut your own leg off. Okay. You need to hop you're, around now.
1: You're done, man. That's it. Yeah. yeah that leg's gone.
0: I, I feel like I feel like what happened to Mando is what we've all done as kids our entire <laughs> Absolutely. lives. Absolutely.
1: You know, Absolutely.
0: like you don't know how to use a lightsaber and you accidentally nick yourself and now you're injured. And I thought that was such a Cool, like nostalgia thing for, oh, for yeah. longtime Star Wars fans, you know, to be like, I did that when I was a kid. I hit myself with a lightsaber and I imagined <laughs> myself cutting my own leg off because you know I was inconsistent <laughs> as a Jedi or
1: whatever it was. But I mean, yeah, I was a shitty Padawan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that though, because it's he obviously he holds his own, he does what he needs to do. He's cutting people in half, he's fucking the cutting yo. heads off and stuff. <laughs> And then he and then he hits his own leg and you're like, Oh, that's so real. This <laughs> dude has never had training. He's he yeah. has no
1: idea how to use it I mean, he's not really used to a weapon that can, you know, come back at him the way that the Darksaber does. <laughs>
0: I mean, right. But it was so cool to see that in action, to see him yeah. still using it, to see him still have it. it means Bo Katan didn't take it from him or anything nope. like that. So nope. it that was I mean, this opening scene. You watch it and you're like, I'm f- I'm fucking ready. Boba Fett, <laughs> who? Who cares about <gasps> that guy?
1: I just we can, want to see we can just set him over here for a minute. We'll come back. Yeah, let's, get some, let's like... get some time with did. Let's <laughs> get some time with did. Yeah.
0: Which is great because this episode as it goes on, it just gets better and better and better to the oh, point where God. this is the first episode that made me tear up a little bit. And we'll get uh, there at
1: the end. I could see that. I could see uh, that.
0: It's there was so much nostalgia just flooding. My body as I'm watching this, it, it, it did it twice. I watched this episode three times, and the first two times I watched it, like
1: we'll talk about the scene later, but it was just <laughs> oh, like... yeah, no. So,
0: so anyway, it's a wonderful Mandalorian prequel, like I said, and it's also great in the world building. It Holy is, shit! he takes so... his head to this, this, <laughs> to some boss planet. Yeah,
1: right? it's uh, I call it the
0: I... Ring City, which tell me what it <laughs> reminds you of.
1: Oh, it's absolutely Halo. Uh,
0: but wasn't but, there something in Cowboy Bebop too with a ring city like that?
1: Um, they have like the, the um uh, the walled uh, craters uh, where they've built up an atmosphere in Cowboy Bebop. They got some of the floating cities. Maybe uh, they've got the gates. Um, God,
0: I'm kind of Halo that I'm thinking of. Then, because it's like a a city that goes around. Yeah. Like um i've seen this it? before somewhere
1: yeah but. well so i mean it's the uh the idea is not a super new one uh larry niven wrote the book ring world uh in god oh. 19 shit uh, <laughs> 1970 this is why you're here man yeah
0: <laughs> never even heard uh, that
1: before <laughs> oh no like that's so when i when when halo first came out i was like that's that's niven that's that's the fucking ring world from niven um he was he knowing pop culture and (laughs) books and shit i know right um uh but then i mean it's a a variant on a dyson sphere which is you know the the idea of like a structure built around a star and drawing power from it uh okay is a is a fairly old one in science fiction um they they have them in uh next generation uh there's a, a dyson sphere in uh season Deep four? Space and- oh, no. no next gen yeah, next gen it's um the uh, james Dewan comes back they find scotty uh-huh, from uh the original oh, series oh my god okay yeah 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 uh, um
0: I could have sworn that there was something like this in a bebop. In, in Bebop? Or that's or um
1: thing. Like I I,
0: may, I could be uh, wrong. If if Jesse's in the chat, let us
1: know. I don't think <laughs> he is, but um, uh it's it's kind of similar to the, the layout I want to say of uh of Tijuana, the the asteroid.
0: Oh okay.
1: Just to the like dome setup they have there. And you know but, that
0: that would make sense to be honest with you yeah um let me see i actually had a uh... it
1: it reminds me yeah of like the the lead up uh out from tijuana up to the astral gate where asimov dies in the first episode of bebop
0: oh okay
1: yeah okay so i mean it's still kind of contained but uh,
0: but not but not really
1: yeah no but um the uh um, uh, the the wheel kind of thing in in uh ring world though in niven's novel was done like the dyson sphere but not a complete um, sphere it was just the ring that rotated around a star right yeah and they like basically pulled is- energy from it this is what it was but yeah I, I love yeah that shot, shot it's, it's just, like okay that's that's a ring world that's that's
0: yeah man and like <laughs> just imagining like when when mando is walking through the city and you see the the other side of it you know and it like going yes like and just so, so freaking love cool. that whole the, concept the light, the light and the dark going past it like i really really enjoyed like it's something we've never seen in star wars before you know, that's, yeah. that's never been a thing that has been in any sort of Star Wars. Yeah, so was, we
1: have seen, you know, large space stations, obviously, you know, the Death Star and, you Star know. Killer Base or yeah. whatever. Uh, but, but yeah, no, it was, it was fantastic to see something that was new within the bounds of the Star Wars universe.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean. I liked I liked how quick Mando was with the head. <laughs> he just goes and throws the head at the bird lady and is like, "Hey, give me the info you promised me." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm good on that." And he's like, "All right, fine. Give me the money. I'm out." But like, uh, he just he, he on, gets in info. the elevator
1: in the elevator on the way up. Just the 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 look the other dude in the elevator gives him is so good.
0: Call back to any movie that has like an awkward elevator scene. Right? Yep, <laughs> it's wonderful um but yeah he like he's basically on a mission he obviously he's on a quest he gets his head he gets his money he gets his info and now he goes to see none other than the armorer and paz visla
1: paz yeah paz Vizla. has paz
0: oh my god yep. played by john favreau yeah yep. same guy as playing, which is wonderful because it's good to hear him again um but it was just what a funny place for the Mandalorians to restart.
1: Well, and 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 Vizsla says, you know, when when Mando gets there, Paz Vizla says, now we're three, right, right. Which, because well, the last time we saw Paz, he was, you know, jetpacking his way out of uh, Navarro.
0: Yes. So and they lost a lot of people in in Navarro. As we kind of learn here. Yeah. Um, but then we also learn. I mean, we learned. So much in this little fifteen-minute scene. Um, I mean, you got the the just the dark saber backstory alone, where you have, you know, the, the armor is like all this talk of the Empire, and they only lasted oh, 30, thirty years. years. Mandalorians <laughs> have been around for ten thousand. Like, <laughs> you know, and she's like, "This this weapon was made by a Jedi slash Mandalorian." Um, <laughs> she says. Like- and then she's she said something about this is only spoken in legend or whatever, and like you know, Tar Vizla is the guy who made it, the Jedi yep. made it, and that's actually Pal Vizla's descendant or Paz's ancestor. Paz's ancestor, Paz's yep. ancestor. So like
1: and so wow, what, a, you... what
0: a crazy amount of
1: juxtaposition in a matter of ten minutes. <laughs> and if you dig back a little bit on the Vizla clan,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh one of Paz Vizla's other ancestors, previzla uh, whose name oh makes mind. me makes me giggle because it makes me Pre. think of uh pre-visualization, like right, the early right. like draft right. stuff of which got me onto R2 D2's name and the whole origin there. But <laughs> but preVizla was killed by Django Fett.
0: Was it was that a legends book? Was that an old no, legends story? no,
1: that was um ah oh, hang on i was Dang. i was doing some digging How do i don't know
0: this i feel like that sounds really familiar though and i know that jango had a lot of issues with the mandalorians and they never really considered him to be a
1: mandalorian no because he was a foundling oh okay uh um, okay. that makes so much that sense. was that was actually something that um boba mentions in uh in mando during mando um oh but uh i need to go rewatch that again that whole season <laughs> i i want to go back now this is making me want to go back and rewatch like all of clone wars and mm-hmm. all of all of rebels and everything mm-hmm. um and i want to say it was in rebels uh that, that, that we sense, that we oh. get to the discussion of what happened to pre-vizsla
0: and that makes sense because a lot of um rebels had to do with mandalorians with sabine and stuff like that she was yeah a big part of the Mando stuff. Um, I, I did like them talking about the night of a thousand
1: tears or no, sorry. I, I, I screwed up that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Django who killed him. It was um it was Maul. It was Darth Maul.
0: Okay. That's, that's
1: why. Um... Yeah, no, that's, that's what was throwing okay. me. I was, now I want to say Django and was he... involved in, stuff with the vizsla family too but
0: it's possible i don't think we ever saw it though because he died no, it two, been. so it would have had to been in books but yeah I, that okay now that you say maul i think no I it, was, it was it maul was maul who wars, killed wars, him in clone it, wars yeah yeah okay like yeah three or four or something because they had a lot to do with mandalorians in a couple of those seasons
1: they too. did they did and that was what made it so fun to see like Bo katan and yeah. uh and you know, seeing some of the other characters start popping up throughout Mando, it was like, oh my god, it's and
0: I love how Bo Katan was um, played by the voice actor.
1: Yeah, so, no, that's that was fun.
0: How cool! Is well, that? so
1: that and that was that was the thing. I mean, John Favreau was was the voice of Pre Vizsla in mm-hmm. uh, in Clone Wars. Okay. So having him play uh, Paz in uh, that makes sense. Yeah, kind of. I
0: think I think if I remember correctly, season one of Quest Me, I had a big. Qualm uh, with yeah. the fact that Bo Katan was played by the voice actor because mm. Ahsoka was not
1: was not yeah
0: and I was like well how are you gonna do that how are you gonna let Bo Katan yeah. be the same actor but not Ahsoka like what yeah. the f but it once once you saw Rosario Dawson it was like okay
1: she was right. she was she, phenomenal she, as she a, as the an, as the older Ahsoka Tano you yeah know, she played that. the
0: part really well and and although Ashley Eckstein would have done really well I think they were right. In letting Rosario do it, because she I just, would still like to see Ashley X more.
1: I'd still I, like to see Ashley come back to the universe in some I role, know. because she'll be a droid. I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they'll make her some some sort of droid or something.
1: <laughs> nah, it would just be fun to see her show back up again, yeah. or hear her. I mean, you
0: know, yeah, for sure. Um, But but then going on to the backstory of uh, the night of a thousand tears. Yes, holy shit! Was that scene we've never seen Star Wars nukes before either? This is the first time we've seen (laughs) nuclear warfare in Star Wars, and not just nukes, but freaking K twos in action. Like last time I saw a K two droid was in Rogue Rogue One. One. And he was, and we I mean, saw Alan Tudic. Alan Tudic was one of my favorite, you know, droids of of. And we saw
1: world. we saw a couple other, you know, KX series droids in Rogue One.
0: But they, but weren't, they weren't like they weren't in action, and, and looking menacing, like... And, like, <laughs> and like those things are terrifying. And then you yeah. have the probe droids like that. That whole <laughs> that whole like few minutes of of screen time was that so was much
1: fun. Like it was spectacular it really got to see heartbreaking the, the might
0: yeah the might of that of the empire and, and that what, seeing it
1: so i mean we saw in in empire we see a handful of thai bombers doing a little bo- uh, yeah, bombing run on the asteroid right yeah but seeing a squadron, a minimum, a squadron of the <laughs> of the bomber of the bombers going and just,
0: dude, and they're they're not just like bombs; they are nukes, dude.
1: They're yeah. like
0: wiping out these cities, and it's yeah terrifying. Like, it makes sense that the Mandalorians are only three now. <laughs> and,
2: well,
1: it's sad, and they, the, you know, armor their their whole, like. What is it, covert mm-hmm. uh their their whole path of mando's you know they were there you know they were they survived by virtue of being off world at the time they were on the moon or on uh right. Right. yeah on uh on concord i want to say it is it's the one of the yeah, moons concord. Concord yeah. Of the moon. yeah 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 moon of mandalore yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and that i don't know just like witnessing that and kind of seeing how Mandalore was destroyed, was like you said, extremely heartbreaking. Yeah. Like it kind of makes you like hope for them. You know what I mean? It makes you want them to, you know, get get you want to root for them. I mean, they're and like
1: rebuild, you know. You've got a whole team of scrappy underdogs (laughs) that you, you know, you want to see them succeed.
0: Right. And they have (laughs) Jack.
1: I always loved just the idea of a, you know, outside faction that wasn't you know imperial and wasn't rebel you know we had right. other factors in play yeah,
0: yeah and now you have other factions of Mandalorians because yeah at the, at the end of this whole scene which we'll talk about you know the middle of it but the end of this this whole underground scene you know uh, the armorer asks Din have you taken your helmet off <laughs> and he's like oh
1: shit, shit. <laughs> I can't lie to her
0: and you, and you find out that like the only way he can atone for that is to go to these mines that have already been destroyed and do whatever quest he needs
1: to go on. Maybe so then the waters the beneath, is beneath quest, the mines. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Nah. He's he's got a trek ahead of him. And he, maybe, 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 maybe he, he if... might
0: he might just just restart the whole Mandalor Mandalorian culture you know like we, he's got grogu like we haven't even gotten to, to talk about that <laughs> yet but like he's got grogu which is like you know he can he can use the foundling as yeah. a way to be the
1: first in the, the a new covert of mandalorians
0: right that maybe don't have to have their helmets on 24/7 <laughs> or something like that i mean it's it's a weird rule the whole helmet thing and mm. i feel like with Din having the dark now, he can change that rule. He can flip it yeah. around a little bit and be like, "Listen, we're, come on, take your helmet off."
1: Now that sure. being said, I like the idea of that setting up, you know, a trip to Mandalore,
0: yeah, at some point
1: like... for season three. Yeah, like a just dis- you know, let's Mandalore. yeah, mm-hmm. let's just go back and see what's mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder if that's when we'll get Sabine because I know she's coming in.
1: That would be. That would be solid timing for. I I, I honestly
0: think that a lot of these shows, Mm -hmm. Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, like all these shows are going to be a Hand of Thrawn kind of series. Uh, Leading up to a Hand of Thrawn, maybe even a movie, maybe even a Hand of Thrawn movie. How fucking awesome would that be? Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Those are three of my favorite books of all time.
1: Absolute. all absolute time. classics man i have hard covers of that whole trilogy
0: i, I have emailed <laughs> timothy zahn a couple times to be like hey man <laughs> he
1: never responds
0: <laughs> but i love that those all those books and even even the new Thrawn series is pretty good have you read any and it's of those?
1: it's it's more zahn i mean it, it's <clears throat> it's timothy zahn getting to play with his most famous creation again
0: I mean, and he's doing. He did a great job. Like the, it was a prequel trilogy. Yeah, basically, where you're learning about Thrawn and where he comes from, and the mm. the Chiss, the Chiss, the you know, ascendancy. They're, God, they're so cool. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm more or less just extremely thrilled. <laughs> oh yeah, to, to think of the fact that we could get an heir to the Empire series or a, a, a Thron series <laughs> with mm-hmm. Ezra playing oh, shit. the clone. Think about it. Fucking that, could that
1: could jo- work. That could work, man. Morris just C-Both. george yeah. will be replaced with Ezra. <laughs> with Ezra? I can and, see that. And who's been introduced already, Luke Skywalker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Timeline Dude, wise, just, timeline right. wise, it could work pretty well. Actually, I, been,
0: I need to write a blog and start posting this because I have been preaching this since season two of Mandalorian, when Ahsoka yeah. came in and asked where Thrawn was. I was like, oh my <sighs>
1: god. That's right. She's hunting him, isn't she? Yes, because she's thinking. God. She's for, for, Ezra. for Ezra.
0: So I really think that that what would happen is Ahsoka would be taking over Luke's part in the Thrawn mm-hmm. series and Ezra's taking over Seabelt's part in the Thrawn okay.
1: series Okay. So who so, are we gonna get uh coming in for the Mara Jade role? Do we need it? I mean, have somebody else as Thrawn's lieutenant we have um the the admiral that's introduced in the uh, aftermath trilogy the uh, lady
0: yeah We're talking about the lady um yeah i don't remember i don't remember her name but i know what you're talking about
1: um she had a yeah. pretty big part in that series didn't she die yeah she end, was though? she was no uh admiral sloan no she she she, no, at the end of the third aftermath book, she fucks off into the um unknown realms the, to go find right. Thrawn, the outer regions. That yeah. is, great. yeah, so she goes, she goes off to try to find Thrawn. So, there you go. Well, yeah. th-
0: there's your lieutenant right there, yeah. And she's, I mean, she's not a Jedi, which is perfect. You don't have to like replace her or replace mara Jade with her or anything. No. Hey, Jesse, thanks for making it in. Um, hey. I I just, man, the the, the more this stuff goes on, the more I just keep thinking that a Hand of Thrawn miniseries on Disney Plus could do really
1: well. I mean, I mean, you remember, you remember, we'll see how well well Ahsoka does. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for the Ahsoka series. We,
0: we were talking about Boba Fett a few months ago, worried about it. (laughs) Yeah. Cuz we were like, oh my
1: god. Um how are they going to handle this spin-off kind of thing? Yeah, How's it going to do?
0: This could be terrible,
1: you know. And And it's building so well. And it's it's building up its own little corner of the universe, you know. We're focused still as a lot of Star Wars is on Tatooine. Right. Which is that whatever.
0: We're going to we need to move to Coruscant. I want to see more of Coruscant. <laughs> but I yeah, it's it's so cool the amount of setup and the fact that Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni are still doing this and doing yeah. all of the shows. They have their hands in all of the shows. It's like, it's like how uh, Kevin Feige had his hands in the Netflix the, all the way through. Movie. Yeah, and I thought Defenders was fine. Yeah. I might not, have, no, I might not have liked Iron Fist or Jessica Jones as much, but Defenders oh, was. Man, I love Jessica really Jones. Cool. Like, I I liked I liked the first season of Jessica Jones. I thought that was Fair. phenomenal. Second yeah. one, eh. But then again, like if, you know, Marvel had a hand in that and they did a good job building those characters up, making them making a good story for the Defenders. Yeah. And I think if, if you want two people in control of a Hand of Thrawn
1: series, it's they'd BP. be Felony and Favreau. And Jesse uh, in the chat. Excellent, excellent point. I yes. think I think Rosario Dawson's going to absolutely nail it. Although it, it's it's a non-dude-led series,
0: but we did have a female-led movie in Rogue One.
1: Yes. Which was
0: really good. Yeah. So, again, as long as they have the right writers and, and the right love behind it, which I think with Filoni and Favreau we got that, I, I think it's going to be just fine.
1: I I would like to see, just for perspective, I'd like to see Bryce Dallas Howard at least behind the camera for some of Ahsoka.
0: I wouldn't doubt it if they gave her that series. Yeah. They gave Debra Powell the Obi Wan series. That's and Debra yeah.
1: did a great job with
0: some of the Mandalorian episodes. And yeah. then you got Robert Rodriguez who did a great job. <laughs> Showing up episodes, and, and dropping in for the first Fett episode Fett
1: of Book of Boba Fett. Yep. So
0: they're they're doing they're doing the like start at the bottom and get to the top kind of thing. You know, it's like yeah. when you start at McDonald's as a fry cook and then you work <laughs> your way up to like a supervisor. So they're kind of doing <laughs> that with the directors, right? Yeah, like, you can start on this one non you know important episode
1: and see where it goes <laughs> and, and speaking of the bottom we got you know the whole bit with the Beskar spear while Manda was down in the underground of the ring world
0: <laughs> that, that, that was going to be my next point which, <laughs> dude.
1: coming back to I and Armorer's whole point about the Beskar not being meant to be used as a weapon.
0: Right. I loved that. I loved how Bo- or, uh, Mandalorian was like, you know what?
1: You're right. I know
0: the uh, perfect person to make here, some armor. Melt for, it down. The- yeah. yeah. And like, I'm wondering what that armor is going to be because it, it looks like it's going to be chain link, right? Yeah.
1: No, it definitely looked like they were forging some rings. Oh, man. Dude. I mean, either that or we're ending up with the Star Wars version of the Hobbit going here. <laughs> Don't say that. Please don't say that. that awful.
0: What do they? What do they even call it? The Elvish. Uh...
1: Mithril. Mithril. That's yeah. Here's some no, mithril. I'm just. I'm just thinking. We we've got a very small character. We're gonna give him a ring that has some special capability. I was thinking uh, Shang Chi a little
0: bit. Where, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Jesse says hot take. Despite how much fun this episode was. The exposition dump was ham fisted and the scenes with all three mandos were clumsily placed. Although I disagree with you, I guess I can respect your opinion, although it is wrong. Um,
1: I could I could see it. No, I, um, I totally just it, it feels <laughs> awkward, I think because it's the three mandos and we get nothing but body language out of them we don't get right. facial expression so we've got three characters who are all armored and masked the entire time it's going to make it a little <laughs> <laughs> jesse Holy thinks, shit. i uh, hadn't he, even thought about that jesse i love that <laughs> i love that theory. I bet he did
0: i bet he used some of it for a gear <laughs> Just, ball. hey
1: here's this little here's this little ball for you to play with <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, um, what, right. better, what better they're... gift for a Jedi? It's not an attachment per se if it's, you know, something to use as a focus for his meditations. Sure.
0: That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense.
1: <laughs> and you were making a lot of sense with the
0: we're getting no facial expressions. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, and it's my question it, it, there. Do you think the actual actors were behind those masks? <laughs>
1: Uh, I think they're just phoning some voice work. <laughs> I know Favreau is not. Okay. Uh, uh, he looks a little far bit as bigger than Favreau. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've seen Favreau, you know, in person throughout the Iron Man uh, and Avengers stuff, and now Spider-Man mm-hmm. as Happy. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, no, there's a, uh, a stunt guy in the suit as Paz, at least. Okay,
0: and I bet th- I, I would almost guarantee there's a stunt guy and i don't know maybe not maybe maybe, uh Uh, yeah maybe pascal was in the mando suit
1: uh tate fletcher was paz uh is paz in the suit okay yeah
0: that's funny jesse says he honestly believes most of his criticism of the show comes from the parts that are for kids which he admits is unfair it's not unfair these shows are made for kids <laughs> but they give us a uh, little bit Star of a Wars is, Star Wars. Star Wars is
1: for kids, though. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. Some of the kids are older, but Star right. Wars is for kids, right? And
0: and me being one of those older kids is still loving this show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we get we get all that. Uh,
0: Paz and and Mando had a nice little fight. I liked their little. <laughs> that um, was
1: phenomenal, man. Just the the skull bashes back and forth. Yes,
0: and them trying to pick up. <laughs>
1: the dark dark saber saber,
0: not being able to hold it like that that leads me to a a question um you know the armor was was training um mando and like yeah you know helping him out with the the dark saber and stuff and he like slowly but surely couldn't lift it up anymore it was like getting heavier and heavier for him (laughs) and it makes me like kind of think do you have to be some sort of like force sensitive to be able to do that because she was saying something along the lines of you know you're you're thinking too much about the blade you're not like Mm -hmm. using it to its potential or whatever so do you think grogu (sighs) is
1: going to come back and train mando to use a lightsaber (laughs) maybe maybe i i got to thinking of it almost like um yeah, I, in in D anD D you have yeah, in fifth edition D anD D at least anyway you have uh, attuned magic items. You basically have to spend a set amount of time with this magic item, kind of bonding with it in order to use it properly. Okay, and like I think okay. that yeah. yeah, and I I think maybe we could see something kind of like that as, uh, as, as the dark saber being something that he's gonna have to just. Adjust to,
0: right. And Jesse says, "I took that to mean he was trying to swing a sword, whereas all you got to swing with the lightsaber is a hilt, which could be true. But the only reason, I mean, the lightsaber is used by a Jedi, which doesn't—you don't get a lightsaber until you're more attuned with the Force. So if you're more in tune with the Force, then is it easier for you to use a lightsaber? Now, with the dark saber, it was like." It was light at first, mm-hmm. and then and as you keep swinging, it gets heavier yep, and heavier. The longer, and
1: heavier. the longer the battle is protracted, the heavier it gets, which is why Mando hurts his leg in the first place. Right, because he kind of—it's like, like suddenly, the, the uh, suddenly the weight is way off, and it just comes down, and he can't hold it up anymore, and clips right. his leg in the process.
0: And I'm just, I'm just wondering if if lightsabers have that same effect, but we don't notice it because the Jedi are using the Force. And they they're you know in in tune with their lightsaber like, but then again maybe it has something to do with the kyber crystal. I mean they didn't really give a lot of exposition here when it comes to why that saber is so heavy, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's gonna come into play a little bit more later on. Like maybe there's something to do with the rightful
1: owner. Rightful? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, if Moff Gideon's still alive. Is he actually the rightful wielder even yeah, of like, the Darksaber? It's,
0: like, it's like Harry Potter and the and the wand. The Elder right? Wand, yeah. The elder Wand, like like you know, Snape was the one to spoiler alert, Snape was the one to kill Dumbledore. Yeah, not Draco. And so when Voldemort tried to take the wand from Draco, it wasn't it didn't work the same because it
1: Because it wasn't coming by right by way of the rightful uh wielder. Right. Right, yeah, so it's I can see that it's like
0: there's some sort of mysticism there that, you know, it, with the Force or something. Maybe there's you know, the the old Vizsla that would be put some sort of Force it, magic
1: in there. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that whole storyline continues to play through when we get into uh, right. season three of Mando
0: and and even Ahsoka because if Sabine comes yeah, into Ahsoka, then she might be looking for the dark because I feel like she was the rightful heir. Back in Rebels, yeah. So, I mean, with with the Dark Saber coming in and Ahsoka coming in, we're gonna get our fucking conclusion to Rebels in the yes, next couple of years. We're and finally gonna, gonna
1: see awesome. how that whole story should have actually wrapped up.
0: Right? They they cut it so quick that, like, they you know, I I think they could have used one more season. Yeah, but that's what we're oh, getting definitely. now. We're getting like what they wanted to do thirty years in the future, you know, which is awesome but i'm I'm so excited about it but before we talk too much about that i want to get to this next part yeah um first of all mando has to fly to, to tatooine
1: on a commercial freighter <laughs> and i i love the idea that he has been going around just flying on commercial flights yeah. ever since the end of season two that he's doing bounty hunter work <laughs> and flying commercial he's like
0: oh shit i got a book with frontier today god <laughs> Man, I gotta check in my bag
1: oh, oh. gotta go sit in coach gotta. no
0: one's gonna let me take this head in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is hilarious to think that he's like <laughs> flying on a United Airlines to go on his bounty hunting trips
1: and, and I loved the idea <laughs> of that many people you know five years after uh, Return of the Jedi you know we've got that many people flying the direct line to Tatooine, <laughs> you know, the the liner's packed. It's it's just it's absolutely full.
0: It's just yeah. Who goes who goes to Tatooine for to... vacation? Who's like you know where I really want to go? The, the desert. Desert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like right now. You know where yeah. I really want to go? New Mexico. Nobody says that. <laughs> Land of enchantment. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's it's fun to see him flying to Tatooine in the ship.
1: The I had this horrible gut feeling when he drops his gear into the uh into the cargo box when he's gotta pull all his weapons out and drop everything into this box. It's like, oh shit, is are is that gonna be the plot of the rest of the episode? Is someone gonna steal Mando's luggage? (laughs)
0: Nope, they're just showing you no, how inconvenient no, no. it is to fly on United in Star Wars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I saw, I saw a uh, a post on Twitter today saying, you know, the existence of a Star Wars TSA implies the existence of a T of a Star Wars nine eleven. It's like, oh, like, the the Death Star explosion. No, I, like, I mean, it's the, 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 the Alderaan. Is... Alderaan was the.
2: That's a whole
1: planet's getting blown up, and you got a guy who's like, "Oh no, we need you to, you know, take that knife off your belt before you go on the ship." The Death Star is Wars nine eleven, and they had to bring in the TSA after <laughs> the rebels destroyed the Death Star. Like
0: everyone's getting searched now before they get. And after
1: Rogue tickets. One, man, <laughs> can't trust anybody after Rogue One. Oh my god! Can't even trust our own <laughs> droids. Ah,
0: oh, oh, that's... that's so good. <laughs> So Mando lands on Tatooine. Yep. Mando gets, gets back to, to Tatooine, ship, and he goes directly to. Uh, oh my god, I can never remember. Peli's
1: place. Peli's place. Yeah, I did write yeah. it down. Peli motto.
0: Um. Yeah, Peli motto. And uh, the whole reason he goes there is because she had told him that he has. She has a replacement for his razor crest. Which you're like, oh sweet. So she's got a new razor crest. <laughs> Wrong. It's it's oh. ten times better than that. Like, <laughs> dude, when when they're walking over to this ship, yeah, and she pulls that sheet off. It was just uh, like, I,
1: I gasped, man. I, me too. Audible? Was like, Are you yeah.
0: me? I was like, is that seriously an N1 starfighter? Is that Bro, a Naboo starfighter?
1: What the holy fuck? shit? How did an N1 end
0: up on Tatooine? Right, and and she had said she had to get all the pieces and get all the parts and blah blah blah. But how cool is it to see? an old episode one ship we haven't seen any of so those
1: for for
0: a long my, time
1: my my first thought when i saw her heading over to the engine and walking by the engines my first thought was oh she rigged up some shit out of some like old pod racer engines that's you know? kind of what I, thought. I was I was half expecting it to be like a, a pod racer that she'd basically hooked a cockpit onto right and then and then she pulls the, the tarp off and is like Oh my god. I had that in Lego. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I had one in plastic. It was Yeah. Lego. No, like I I had like the original oh. like Lego N1. I still have it. It's just in pieces. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so cool. And and not only was it cool to see, you know, a, a broken down N1, but then it was yeah. cool to hear a little bit of background of what those things can yes. do. Like like when she's talking about, you know, the ship, she's like you know this was it's really hard to find the galactic it's off grid it's
1: It's off grid like the razor crest was yeah
0: there's there's no droids made any of this all the parts are handmade Mm -hmm.
1: like and and being able the the nod the nods to episode two with it being able to jump to hyperspace without the ring that the like the jedi starfighters had to use in episode two
0: yep and And, just all that quick quick little backstory for an E1 starfighter was so cool <laughs> and like
1: ah oh, it was it was beautiful
0: it's and that was you know when i was a kid you remember uh rogue squadron oh yeah
1: 64? oh yeah
0: you could unlock the nabu starfighter oh, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what the actual code was for it Oh god. i think it was wizard actually it, it might have
1: been it might been i think wizard was oh. what you typed
0: into the little codes <laughs> that would give you the nabu Starfighter, and like oh now, by now, I'm just going it. back
1: to the pod racer game for the '64. Yes.
0: Oh my god! And speaking of pod racer scenes, holy shit! The oh, um,
1: Bagger's Canyon, <laughs>
0: man. The Bunta Eve Classic. Well, so, not only is this one of my favorite ships of all time in Star Wars, like the the N1 Starfighter, just because of yeah. sleek it looks. You know, it's it, it's quick. It you know it can fly into crazy situations and stuff. But but then, you know, the pod racer scene. in episode one was was and always will be one of my favorite scenes of all star wars (laughs) going through the canyon you know seeing all the the shots like the Tuskins, like all that stuff so much fun you'd never seen anything like that in star wars and when i was a nine-year-old kid watching that (laughs) and seeing how fast another nine-year-old kid was driving i was like i could totally do that i I could handle that And like flying through the canyon and stuff, it was so so cool. And so here we get a test drive of this. Well, first we got a montage because yes. what's what's a Star Wars series without a freaking montage? Oh my god! Every single oh. episode has some sort of some sort of montage, and this one had well, two.
1: We know we know how much Din likes to be hands on with the work on his ship, right? We we and we see some solid character growth from him. Over the course of that montage, yeah, we see him actually like willingly working with droids droids and like actually like talking and interacting with them, not just working.
0: Yeah, and not only was he was Mando talking and interacting with droids, but we got to see
1: what's her name talking and interacting
0: with Jawas.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, no, that was the best part. Was Pelly just speaking (laughs) Jawas? Jawanese is that what (laughs) Jawanese? They did a Jawa once. Furby. Right.
0: <laughs> and you know what's hilarious about that? It's like, have you have you seen things on the internet over the last few weeks that's like, what does a Jawa actually look like? I, I've been seeing all these different questions on like Reddit and Facebook and all this stuff where people are like, I've never actually really seen what a Jawa looks like. And and we get that answer right here. <laughs> Jawas are just desert Ewoks.
1: Pretty much, man.
0: <laughs> that's all it is. That's a Justin uh, phrase right there. Just to let you know.
1: Desert Ewoks. I like it. Desert Ewok,
0: yeah. Because they're quote unquote furry. <laughs> I
1: love that. Oh
0: man. Um, but I like I like getting a little bit of backstory of Jawas and how like you give them a list and they'll get it for you. They'll find your shit. Doesn't matter what what you need. What was the what was the part that he needed? A cryogenic density combustion <laughs> booster. Speaking of just words being put in <laughs> techno babble, yeah, techno babble, go. But I, 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 love how you know he's like, "How did they get that?" And she's like, "Do you really want to know?" And then she speaks the Jawa. and she's like, "Yeah, she, they stole it off a Pike train."
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that was great because then we're getting again a link back to the shit that's been going on in the rest of the Sad. season of Book of Boba Fett. It's like. They dug up underneath one of the pike's ships and just started pulling pieces off of it. Right. All right. All right. No, I mean and on Tatooine, anything that sits still long enough is fair game. Right, exactly. As as we saw. They were right. pulling the razor crest apart.
0: Just immediately. It was yeah. it, it wasn't even there for ten minutes and they're like, Oh dee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jesse says you know ask is... seen... Oh yeah, scrap is scrap. Yeah. Um, but Jesse uh, asks, have we ever seen their hands before? I think we I, did in um, A New Hope when
1: they're actually directing. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, they look gloved, Uncle, though.
0: Uncle Owen? Yeah. That's true. Were they not gloved in this one? I guess I didn't notice uh, that. Man. I was too preoccupied with looking at the ship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we see them, like, mostly wearing, like, black, glo- like dark gloves.
0: Okay. I did <laughs> want to point out, um, this is one of those little like production i feel like it's a production mishap but you can uh-huh. totally see the ski mask with the gold eyes yeah right, is, <laughs> you know like they really tried hard to hide it but in that amount of light it's hard yeah to hide the ski mask with the nose and everything it's just
1: you know one of those
0: one of those stormtroopers hitting their head on the door kind of things you know what i mean <laughs>
1: oh yeah i think um, one and- of my favorite things about that is just how many actors have claimed that they were the stormtrooper who hit their head <laughs>
0: All right oh well, good to see roy here roy's from the intrepid d hey, hey anyways,
1: what's up roy good to see you
0: roy i'm in uh i'm in i'm inside your state right now you want to play a little game it's called where in nebraska <laughs> is josh
1: <laughs> i can't play i know mm, it's fine it's fine yeah uh, well, i got no- spoilers <laughs> earlier. You'll, just, you'll just never find me <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: um but, I mean, so we could just leave you in Nebraska, but <laughs> I don't know, I
0: guess you could, Maybe you, but
1: whatever. Um, uh, so we get to Jesse. Says, I sloth pause. pause, I I missed that. I, I gotta to go that back down, yeah, because
0: I did not see that. And watching it three times, I feel like I should have seen it. God, ah, terrible podcaster. Um, so <laughs> now we get to the main event, right? Like, like this. Five to seven minute scene at the very end is what makes this episode almost perfect for me. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, he's, you know, he's like, shouldn't we do an ag- or a whatever, a whatever you know, check, we need- diagnostics? Yeah, yeah. diagnostics. She's like, Pally. nah, just
1: fire her up. She'll be fine. Far- so, one of my favorite, favorite throwbacks to episode one the ignition switch. When they fire up the N1, it's just, yes. Oh,
0: Oh, man. And they added some other stuff in there too, like petition to boot Roy. (laughs) Get out of here. It's good to see the entire network in here, though. I know, right? Hey, Ricky D.
1: From Best Flicks with Ricky D.
0: Those of you listening on Podcast World, you can join us any third, well, most Thursdays. There's only two Thursdays left, I guess. Um, but Thursday's at about 730 Mountain Standard. Oh, you mean of the show, shit. At this show. There's only two Thursdays. Yeah. I think
1: Man, I, I thought think... you had access to a calendar that the rest of us didn't get to see for We got no, two Thursdays no, no. left, y'all, after that.
0: After <laughs> that, it's all over. Um no, but we go live on Thursdays for the next two weeks. Well two weeks, yeah. Um and then I believe we're gonna take a little bit of a break and then come back and do Mandalorian season one because we did not do a Mando season one. Um so and no Roy, not Lincoln either. Um so he he gets the ship up, this souped up N1 starfighter. This thing this thing is like a freaking Shelby 69 Shelby GT from Gone in 60 Seconds, just like, like ready to just tear ass, you know? And, and it does. Holy shit. Then like he like he's he like pushes the boosters and it just flies above uh moss Lee, like or yeah it's icely yeah icely it's like like so so fast and then and then he's driving through things and then you see a little bit of a shot and you're like wait a minute is that
1: holy shit
0: canyon boom that that's when i really started being like they're (gasps) they're doing it they're doing like this you know they're anytime we're on Tatooine people are like yeah. where's the pod racing when are we going to get some sort of pod racing scene <laughs> and here we go like this is this is the closest we're going to get to a pod racing scene because naturally the empire uh, the emperor disbanded pod racing when the, um, the empire <laughs> came to be so there's no there hasn't been legal pod racing for 30 years or whatever in the universe um but this is the closest we get to see of a pod racer flying yeah. through, driving through Beggar's Canyon and it's the freaking Naboo Starfighter, and like, I love how the first thing he says is like, "This is a little bumpy," and and she's like, "Yeah, well, it's a Starfighter. It's it's not a gunship. Like, it's yeah, like, it's you know, you're treated treat it like a Starfighter. Quit trying
1: fighter. to fly it. Quit trying to fucking fly it like it's the Razor Crest. It's not. Yeah,
0: and like, petition to name the ship Eleanor. Yes, yes <laughs> I will name the ship Eleanor for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then." And then you see the, it's like, it's like the same exact shot. And this is, <laughs> dude, this is the most incredible thing, but it's like the same shot from episode one, except yes. like behind the pod racer controls. It's behind the N1 controls. Like yep. freaking cool when he's going into that like tunnel, you know, it's that that
1: cutting through into the canyon and just cruising through those curves.
0: Half of me wanted some Tuscans to like aim at him. And, <laughs> and then just be
1: like, uh, oh, see someone mind. draw it, trying to draw a bead on him.
0: Yeah, and then them notice him and be like, "Oh, he helped us kill a crate dragon. Never mind, forget. We'll leave him alone." <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, like that whole flying scene. It was only like 3 minutes, 4 minutes. It was a short and
1: sequence, but it was gorgeous and it was just I had to watch it a couple the, times cuz it was so good. The high-speed vehicle shots, it's just like, "All right, this is this is much more of the we still keep coming back to the canyon to the trench run from the original we we still keep coming back to various homages to the trench run and just to replicate that feeling throughout star wars we get it and yeah you know yeah dude
0: and we got a, we got even a little bit of a jj abrams shot a little you know bit a not? little when he's, bit he's when he comes between up. the rocks yep and and then yeah going up it was like a just pretty
1: fluid. There just wasn't a, a lens flare, yeah. all. <laughs> which is surprising considering how polished that N one is now. <laughs> I mean, I I love that they you know <laughs> that man is sitting there grinding the paint off the yellow paint off of it. yeah He's just like, taking it down to the do. bare metal.
0: Yellow is not good for my. <laughs> needs to be all silver. Yeah, it was super cool. Um. And then he gets pulled over. Right? <laughs> and it's the
1: same it, it's, it's like the a cop same. And his, it's like the same. It's the cop same two X Wing his... pilots. It's... no the, the Or no X-wing... no the old guy. The the young it's... guy's not, but
0: the yeah, the young guy took over Filoni's spot. Because Filoni right. was the other That's guy's right. partner. That's and I liked, right. But the I old how... guy
1: is still the same one. It's like you uh, guy's your voice also... sounds a little familiar.
0: Well, he's also really cool <laughs> still. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. one of the cool cops, you know what I mean? Because... <laughs> Because even in Mandalorian, they let him go. Yeah, like, they found him in the spider cave, and they're like, "You know what? You're good." Yeah. And then in this one, you know, the the cop is like, "You know, your voice sounds familiar. Do you happen to know anything? You know, about yeah, a razor yeah, crest?" Yeah. And he's you like, You "Used hey, to fly
1: a razor crest? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> you got the wrong guy." <laughs>
0: but then after that whole little um, discussion there, he just hits his like nitrous. <laughs> basically he hits his fucking n1
1: nitrous and just (laughs) it's like no no he didn't jump man that was his sublight thrusters
0: um (laughs) i do not know who played the young
1: guy um the the old guy is uh paul sun hyung lee from kim's convenience
0: yes and jesse i i don't know if that's right if if you look it up, great. But it seems like Jesse is saying that the guy that was the young pilot was the guy that was the oh that was for Luke that Skywalker. was
1: um, the body double for Luke. Yeah. Ah, that's really cool. Hang on. I like that I didn't
0: have a lot of time on. today on my eight-hour drive to look up all that extra stuff. Um, but that's really good to know because I I like to try and find out who plays the the side characters and
1: stuff. So, um, yeah, no, because because it's I mean we had was it was John Leguizamo in uh first episode of
0: Mando. Yeah, he was like the in season one. Season season two. Season two episode one when with
1: the Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mando. (laughs) (laughs) This is no place for a child. Um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Love that. But yeah, I think uh this this episode was just man, it is just the best the best episode of of Boba Fett for sure and it's sad because it's Mandalorian you know it's it's a Mandalorian episode that is uh in... Max
1: Lloyd Jones yes yeah that
0: is his name thank you thank you yeah and thank you jesse for pointing that out i really appreciate it yeah
1: that. that that's the that, that's the same guy playing uh Luke. the uh Luke standard that's good
0: that's really cool um but yeah it is it is kind of sad that this is my favorite episode and it's a Mandalorian episode <laughs> I mean, we did get a little bit of Fennec at the end. Yes, he you know, said we're looking to hire you, and we need like some muscle.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'll do it at for for Boba, Fett,
0: yeah. <laughs> for Boba Fett. Yeah, for Boba Fett. I got a house. <laughs> I gotta go give. Uh, I gotta go give <laughs> my little buddy some some stuff. So, here's what I think, right? I think that the end of this episode, it shows you know Fennec is asking him for help. I don't think we're gonna see Mando again. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see him in the last two episodes. Um, and if we do, it'll he'll be the 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 day the day sex machina. machina, yeah, yeah. And he'll show up with Grogu, and uh, by the way, he's gonna put a I, he's gonna put a little dome where those droids should go, and that's where Grogu and that's sit.
1: where Grogu's gonna sit. <laughs> well, and that was that was what I was thinking with the with the droid uh, with the droid socket being hogged yeah. out, as Peli put it. Yeah, it's like okay, okay, we've got to. We've got a baby seat. We yes. we we've got we've got a Grogu seat. Dude, if we be, need it.
0: It's gonna be so <laughs> adorable because Grogu's gonna be sitting there and he's gonna have his own little
1: weapons to push. But he's but he more importantly, he's not gonna be able to fuck with any of the controls in the cockpit.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know that that is gonna be back there baby proofing that thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just, I don't think oh. that, that he'll be back <laughs> for
0: this, this season. I And like I said, if he does, it's going to be at the very end and he's going to have Grogu with him. And then season three of Mandalorian is going to be what happened yeah. in between this episode and the end of huh. Boba Fett. How he got Grogu back, that kind of thing. You know, just have him drop in.
1: He'll just drop in in the end one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And then maybe and then we get then we get the uh, season three of Mandalorian. The first couple episodes will be that whole side quest that fills in in between when he leaves right. Tatooine and when he comes back. Right. I can see that. And then they'll, they'll that flip
0: working. it in episode five. Yeah, and then, we all all and then we'll have yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is I mean, that's fine. It's I like that they're doing that. I like that they're intertwining all of these series because you, now you have to watch them, right? Like, yeah, you can't just, miss one. it it
1: encourages at least. It's not like Falcon and the winter soldier where you could just fuck
0: that one off because that show didn't mean anything. Like, of course it meant something, but it wasn't
1: like, it didn't have a bigger
0: picture (laughs) aspect. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, not yet. Anyway, not yet. Yeah. Right. Whatever
0: they're going to have now, to really mess with that to make it
1: <laughs> make it make sense, Marvel. We've we've got a connection already with Hawkeye there with um uh <laughs> Elaine from Seinfeld, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, right, right. With her character showing up in uh V in a couple of different name. things. Oh, cuz she's in uh she's at the end of Black Widow Right, and
0: then she was, and in, then um...
1: popping up in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Right, Jesse.
1: Said... <laughs> Jesse just wants more space western.
0: Yeah, and I I understand that. Like for someone that I just wants that. to watch yeah. one series that you know has things, I get that. But as a Star Wars fan, Jesse, and it, you of it's... all people should should know. <laughs> as a Star Trek fan, with all these new Star Trek shows coming out, yeah, they're not like together or anything. But you're gonna watch them all, right? Don't lie to me. I know you are. <laughs>
1: Um oh, that Paramount Plus subscription is calling my name, man. Oh, me too, dude. Picard <laughs>
0: comes out really soon, and I oh, I gotta get on that. I really season love that first. Season. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. And he gets CQ and he gets ah uh, yep. gonna be awesome. But enough Star Trek. This is a Star Wars. This podcast. is wrong
1: show, wrong show, man. Wrong universe. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Did you have any other notes
1: that you wanted to cover
0: uh, or anything?
1: So, I mean, I had a couple of little things just, like... Do it. Let's do it. What's up? That I had some things that I had planned before I watched the episode, before I realized it was going to be, like, just all Mando all the time. Okay. Uh, so, I've been a Boba Fett fanboy pretty much my entire life. Um, from the Legends canon up through, you know, the series we're watching on a weekly basis now... Mm-hmm. Uh boom! it's yes, I just the bounty hunter wars that, trilogy. Not too long uh yet. the you know the the original version of the how Boba Fett survived story, which is very close. <laughs> it is. I mean, they are very close, f-
0: except for instead oh of Dangar helping him, it's Tusken. It's and and, <laughs> uh,
1: and instead of my, the Sarlacc
0: going through the entire planet, it's just one little Sarlacc.
1: I got. My uh, my work lanyard, his uh, little Funko Boba Fett awesome. with the Mythosaur skull keychain oh, on there. It. That's from it. the um, Star Wars and the Power of Costume uh, exhibit that came through Colorado yes. a, uh, a few years that, back.
0: When uh, I teared up a little bit. From that, that, was, that was.
1: And and just because I have been hanging on to this shirt for years. No, no, nah, nah. <laughs> but I have had this t-shirt. Is that a mega man? Cartoon. Boba Fett? It is like a mega man style Boba Fett. I have had this shirt since like 2003.
0: If you're lucky. I'm in Nebraska I'd go kick your ass and take that shirt. <laughs> that Ricky, is...
1: This is not that time.
0: Dude. That is, that is incredible. That's like two of my favorite things meshed into one. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I a
1: I am oh, sorry. I'm 100% here for any more Boba Fett that they want to do. You know, I, I know some people have been complaining about the pacing. Some people have been, you know, just like ta- complaining about the characterization. It's like, no, we didn't have characterization of Boba Fett in the original trilogy. He was no, the no, cool looking no. background guy
0: right right let
1: Which, them do let them do what tamara morrison wants to do with the character let right. them just and,
0: have fun and if with you watch it clone wars like the main thing that i've heard is that he's talking too much but if you watch clone wars <laughs> you watch, i mean he talks a lot in clone wars as a kid why wouldn't he talk now he's not a true mandalorian
1: uh, he, he doesn't he, he doesn't and he's not <laughs> and he's not you know one of the accelerated aging clones right you right. know was so something it's... they'd, was something they'd been digging into in the later books in the Legends canon. Mm-hmm. Was like Boba Fett making his way occasionally back to Kamino to grab some supplemental parts that they still had.
0: Interesting, yeah. Like replacing, that... like he was on now. Yeah,
1: he was. He was having to like go back to deal with some of the Kaminoans to get like replacement organs as his were starting to fail and shit. That was wow. That's, no, but that's this. Fun. So, and I, I was so happy to see Mando just coming back for this episode, though. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, it's, I mean, hands down, it's my favorite episode of the season. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to the ratings because I got, I got a good rating <laughs> for this one in a minute. Um, all right, all right. you? Are you? Do you have any other notes, or are we about ready um, to them segments?
1: Uh, we we go back to another episode one reference. Uh, as Mando drops back in, he, you know, he comes back to Pelly's place. And
0: how does it run?
1: Wizard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, do you ever think that wizard was going to be brought back into the universe? Like ever? The amount of shit that that word got in episode one. Like just, just Anakin saying that's, or it's That's it was so wizard. wizard like, people were like. That's so stupid. (laughs) Why would you say that? And now, as a 34-year-old adult, I'm like, this is incredible.
1: Uh, I saw people talking about how much they were hoping that we'd see uh, Kitster (laughs) show up again at some point. Just like of all the characters who might still be hanging out on Tatooine.
0: Kitster was the parent of the (laughs) little kid that was making fun of Mando (laughs) on the ship.
1: I'm (laughs) kidding. I don't know that for sure, but that's my assumption. Kitster, (laughs) Kitster wasn't the Rodian, though. He wasn't? No. Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, there was a little Rodian who was hanging out with him, but uh, you're uh, right.
0: That's funny. Wizard is the equivalent to shiny.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Touche. If you haven't watched <laughs> the Sun, But Inevitable* rewatch podcast, check it out. We're go live every Friday uh, at about eight thirty PM Mountain Standard Time. This season, we're talking about *Cowboy Bebop* the live action version. Phil, you were on an episode recently, right? Uh, indeed, I
1: was yeah yeah was every it once blasphemy? in a while i'd like oh, was... to come talk about sci-fi shows with y'all
0: yeah <laughs> we love to have you for sure you're gonna you're just basically a tma network mainstay <laughs> at this point so hey.
1: um, um jesse was saying uh though going back to the the interwoven shows that it oh, yes. does that it can create a barrier like yeah no where yeah. do you with with one show where do you tell them to start you know do yeah. you say hey you've got to commit to all of these other side stories uh, we run into the same thing with the mcu absolutely. Uh, anytime anytime someone's trying to create an interconnected universe it's like it's great for the diehard fans for the dedicated people who have the time to put into that like i do mm-hmm. uh but right. i absolutely get that it might be uh <laughs> too much too much It might be a little too much <laughs> i guess ricky uh ricky d has been asking for royalties since uh he's oh, the one he who has, brought man. me into the twist my arm network
0: ricky wants to <laughs> to boot roy i'm gonna boot ricky in <laughs> i can't i can't yeah i i mentioned that you were gonna be in the show earlier and ricky was like my phil and i go i think at this point he's our phil <laughs>
1: Uh, for for those of you who uh, who are not uh, sudden but inevitable watchers, Ricky D and I were uh, college roommates. So yes. yes, that's how that's how he comes around, and it's, it's great.
0: It's great to have you on. You've been a great addition to the show. Like you, you know, you're on at least once a season for all of our shows, so it's been really cool.
1: I do what I can. I like it. Um,
0: but cool. I think uh, I think it's time to move on to yeah. Now let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're gonna start with this one. He's no good to me, dead.
1: He will not be permanently
2: damaged.
0: That's right. This is the part of the show where we talk about our favorite new character, droid or alien or ship from this week's episode. Um, it is Boba's Bounty. So I do want to just put it out there. Justin sent me his his stuff earlier. Oh, good, good, good. And his uh his Boba's bounty this week is actually the N1 Starfighter. Uh, pick yeah, <laughs> pick the Starfighter for his, and I can't agree with him more. Um, oh, if he didn't pick it before yeah. I did, I would have picked it. <laughs> but um, it, it's a wonderful pick because that was definitely the best part of this episode.
1: What's your yeah. Boba's? What's your bounty for this week? I I got to go with the Ring World. Uh, the 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 whole just. I, again, being yeah. being a being a Halo kid, being a, somebody who has you know dug through it, like I said, the Larry Niven novel, seeing a Ring World show up in Star Wars was just, it was amazing. It's, yeah, it was a phenomenal, right. phenomenal showcase of uh, some of the different tech uh, right. just being put to use elsewhere in the galaxy. Right,
0: I agree. Um. That's a that's a great pick. It's funny because yeah. we don't we didn't have any characters really this week. <laughs> well, I did. because I picked the uh, two. I, I had the N one Starfighter, and then I wanted to pick uh, Toucan Sam, <laughs> the one that uh, <laughs> the lady that uh, Boba or Mando turned the bounty into. Yeah, no, the the I quiet. could not figure out who played her. Uh, or even the name of that character. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't have a lot of time to look, but yeah, um, maybe next week um, I can refresh that. But uh, I thought, I just, just, and it's not that she had like a good part. It, you know, she wasn't like a, the best actor. She wasn't. There wasn't any action scenes. But I, we've never seen anything like that in Star Wars. I've never seen a uh, bird person. I'm trying to
1: see if, I'm trying to see if I can find, like, look up Star Wars bird person, <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix person. <laughs> that that's what we're going with phoenix person all right (laughs) but no i I thought she
0: was really (laughs) interesting um and out of all the you know i mean we've seen the armor we've seen vizlo we've we've seen whatever her name is god i always forget her freaking name
1: palimoto we've seen her i mean
0: We've seen, Mary. yeah, we've seen the dumpster. Like
1: we saw, we, we saw R five show up again. Yeah. <laughs> which I crazy. I still love the idea that Pelly has, you know, rescued him from the Jawas after the whole incident <laughs> in uh in episode four. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean she was just the most intriguing
1: alien. Like that
0: whole table had some really cool that, aliens. I, I was, was
1: a, getting some big, big um
0: syndicate vibes
1: yeah and and just feeling uh the the casino planet uh from uh okay episode eight yep uh um, i mean no canto bite canto bite the the casino city the the star wars vegas
0: yeah <laughs> um which they made a reference to that too with uh, yeah F- yeah when Favre whenever uh what <laughs> God, see here i go again palimoto <laughs> says it's faster than a, it's... Fa- fabier? It's a fabier.
1: yeah the the Did little you? racing animals that they're the the horse kind of things that they're racing at canto bite yeah yeah there's no, no I... nice nice a nods to I mean, so. nice nods to the rest of the series yeah
0: absolutely great pick for the bounty um Let's move on to the next one. I, that, this yeah. should
1: be cool. So I mean, with with the with the ring world shot, especially just the shot of Dan walking, just with the ring going up behind him, it's just like okay. And
0: you, you see, like the light coming through. Okay. The dark coming through, like yeah, they did it. You know, I was, I was making fun of the show's special effects a few episodes ago, and I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder where the special effects are going to come in. This where's that, that
1: budget? budget. <laughs> where's yeah. this? This was that episode <laughs> with the budget. So. I mean the the use of the dark saber alone yeah <laughs> yeah for sure all right
0: so we're gonna move on to our next segment which is <laughs> that's right it is Yoke. the sarlacc killer shot and or sarlacc killer scene I say scene on Instagram every time. And then I realize that it's, hey, it's, 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 it's actually
1: a killer shot.
0: I made it. Whatever. <laughs>
1: um, Internal consistency, Josh. Internal consistency, I, you know, man.
0: It just sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, but let's start with your shot here. Oh, yes. Brink. This one, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode but it's also one of my favorite shots so let's bring that one up here we
1: go um,
0: um, tell us about this. Uh, shot, Joe.
1: so this is the aftermath of the bombing on mandalore and you know we see the uh the droids and it is such a terminator shot yes. you know it's it's the bad do, do, future do, 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 you do, know do, you got the probe do, do, do you get the probe droids flying overhead you've got the KX model droids and my that was my first my first thought was just like holy shit it's k2 only you know not yes. but you know I I, timeline timeline wise nah i would love to nah, see nah.
0: them speak probably and not. just have all k2 droids all of them are alan cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh he would probably love, I, well i mean if we're we're getting the the andor series so we're going to be getting some more uh some yeah. more k2
2: Oh my god. You know, we're, if
1: we're we're doing the and or spin off, we're getting the prequel like a rogue one prequel. That. Prequel it's, to the prequel? that is
0: that's... Yeah, it's kind of weird. But it's just everything to the prequel sequel.
1: <laughs> everything about yeah, that's some Borderlands t- uh three shit, the, the pre-sequel. <laughs> uh no, but just the lighting in that shot. the the droids in in silhouette like that just right it is you just get you know the idea is that they're not even bothering with like dropping walkers right you know they're they're not gonna send that level of ground force after they've bombed the absolute shit out of everything which though they wanted to do to the shield generator in on Hoff they That's wanted right. to bomb it but the shields were they had the shield generator preventing that so right. they had to send the walkers in yep uh, man and
0: it was just yeah, i digress that, and that, was, that was awesome <laughs> you know now that you bring bring that up like k2 is by far my like top one of my top three joints oh yeah. Star Wars. oh yeah because of how awesome of, of an actor it was yeah and i you know i loved k2 and alan tudyk before i even watched freaking firefly like i didn't even know who that was oh and then man that's firefly, right because you were
1: like, oh my god because i'm a noob yeah that's i was gonna I... say because you're the noob there yeah
0: <laughs> and it was it was really cool to like be able to put those together and then realize that not only is k2 an awesome droid but alan tudyk is an amazing actor in like
1: uh pretty much also everything if if he showed up it would not be the first thing that he and tamara morrison had both been in go on moana uh right. alan He's alan, Tujic, chicken, right? alan Tujic is hey hey the chicken mm-hmm. and tamara morrison is moana's dad interesting yeah dude you are just a wealth of knowledge phil i read wikipedia <laughs> and shit sticks in my head I love it. It's great <laughs> if
0: you're gonna be our phone a friend <laughs> start like oh man i don't know what this is call phil <laughs> Um. Then your your shot came at the 17 minute and 18 second mark, I
1: believe. Thereabouts, so. yeah.
0: Um, I'm gonna go to my shot here. I do have Justin's shot, but I'm gonna go to mine, and it's the 42 minute and 20 second mark. It, it is the boom pow. Mm. It is that shot that I was talking about. Yup. Uh, it's the, the, HUD. Of the cockpit, right outside Beggars Canyon, and it's it's that same shot from episode one where Anakin is you know flying the pod racer and, and look about out to the drive cockpit. into Beggars Canyon just phenomenal like what an awesome (sighs) callback what an awesome shot to be like oh yeah you like star wars check this out (laughs) (laughs) you know like that the writers of this show just blow my mind every single week and i like callbacks
1: like i like that they were doing as much embracing of both the prequels and the sequels throughout this episode They're like, like, you you don't like the prequels?
0: Fuck you! You don't like the sequels? Well, also fuck you. (laughs) Here we go. It's all still
1: Star Wars,
0: right? Right. You don't have to like all of it, but you do. So, (laughs) but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this scene of just the whole Beggars Canyon scene was was phenomenal to me. So, and then that just that one just got me going. You know, I I see that and I'm like, (laughs) oh my god. So. I have one more shot, and it comes from Justin, and it is yeah. at the three minute and 59 second mark. And it is of oh, this bad boy, which hell yes!
1: Like, oh, yeah, what an the, awesome shot! The temptation to use one of the shots with the dark saber for my shot for this episode was strong, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, th-
0: I thought about the. Um, using the the standoff duel scene, uh-huh. um, the space western duel on the the ring planet or the yeah ring city, you know where where it's like Din facing and off against
1: uh, against Paz, you know,
0: like, taking off their their jetpacks, they're like, yep. stretching. I
1: <laughs> loved that by the way. Just the well because already, it's, we it's like already we had already seen uh Din almost die when he was training. And it was only jet, by his jetpack that he was saved, yeah. you know, because they're fighting on the underside of the freaking superstructure of this ring world. Right. So and the the kind of honor uh, bit where they're like, the if honor. we fall, we fall. Yep. When if they I take die, the jetpacks off, <laughs> oh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, love that... that that they both just jetpacks off, set him down, it's like, all right, yep. now we fight.
0: And what a standoff too, you know it's like they, they needed they needed guns on their hips, you know walk, <laughs> walk ten paces and just your was, standard
2: uh, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, we have one more segment, and this one will go fairly quick, but it is
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right. It's the Tuscan Raider. This is the episode where we rate or the this is the segment where we rate each episode um uh, unfortunately justin did not send me his rating um i would guess it's about an, an 8.5 or a 9 i would even say it's probably a 10
1: for justin so i'm gonna stick at nine for justin okay
0: <laughs> phil
1: what was justin you if you're there in the chat man you can correct us <laughs> <laughs> or you can correct us next week when you're back yeah <laughs> uh, we'll 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 fix it in post Yes. yes. <laughs> what was your rating this week for this one, Phil? Uh, I got to go with a nine. Uh, okay. I and only only because it's an episode of Book of Boba Fett, but it's Mando. Yeah, you know it. It was a, I, I. I probably would have rated it as a ten as an episode of Mandalorian. Um, uh, but I mean. I, I I do like that we finally get tying back into the ongoing events of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh and I love I can't wait to see where it's going. But the only that's the only thing that I would kind of ding the score from. Honestly, probably a nine and a half. You're gonna go nine point five? Let's go let's go nine point five. Okay. Okay. We got we got some solid lore drops. We got some phenomenal, phenomenal fight sequences, and we got the N1.
0: Yes. Oh my
1: God. So yeah, and I'm I'm right with you, man. I'm a nine point five.
0: Yeah. Um. And by the end of this, uh, oh Jesse asks, "Can we buy out the rest of Chip's contract and use it to acquire Phil? I don't know. We'll have to discuss. <laughs> um, but no, I'm a nine point five on this as well. Yeah. And if Justin was an actual nine, then that would leave us at a ninety three percent for this episode, which is fair, I feel like. Um for a Boba Fett episode, it's probably yeah. about a
1: five because there's no <laughs> Boba Fett. There's no Boba Fett. But for an all around uh, Star Wars series, Morrison does Tamwara Morrison does still get top billing in the credits. That's true.
0: That's true. And as for an all around like just part of the Star Wars part of the oh, hand of just... Thrawn series, definitely a nine point five.
1: It was it was pretty spectacular.
0: But yeah. Um excellent. This was
1: Wow, that was a lot of fun,
0: and I think we're about done with this show now. Yeah, wow, we made great time. Did you have uh, anything else you wanted to say,
1: or you want? Nah, to just give I don't think so. Um, if y'all want to find me, uh, I am on Twitter at Flipwriter. Uh, if you want to find me elsewhere on social media, good luck. I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Nah, um, you can catch me on. Uh, on sudden but inevitable every once in a while and uh you can find me on uh session zero uh dungeons and dragons podcast uh there are uh i'm pretty sure i still have links to those elsewhere on my twitter feed if not i'll throw them up tonight because that's my buddy lincoln uh at lincoln l hayes who runs the session zero d d podcast and hey, you know, uh, throw
0: me that link because in yeah i uh, will do I'll, I'll put like especially if they're a podcast guest i'll put their latest episode up yeah in our notes so i know you're not like you don't have your
1: own <laughs> podcast but you've been in podcasts. no no i throw mean throw me that link and i'll put it in the professional notes. professional occasional podcast guest yeah you're doing great <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah thank you again so much for coming on um like i said all of all of the info for phil is going to be in the notes um I, I will say that I am on vacation at the moment, so the episode you might jerk. not be uploaded for a few days. Um, but once it is there, there all of all of those links will be in there. Um, you can find me at, on Twitter at Twist My Arm Cast, on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Twist My Arm Podcast. We are this close to being done with our new website. Th-
2: this close, you guys. This close.
0: Um, all we need to really do is do a couple little updates, and then maybe update the store a little bit. Um, but as soon that, as soon as that's done, we're gonna be spamming you all with our new fantastic network website. I'm super excited for you guys all to see it. Um, yeah, again, QuestMe is on every uh, every Thursday, 7:30 Mountain Time. Um, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts just by searching QuestMe. Thanks everyone in the chat today, Ricky, Jesse, Roy, um, and anyone else that was in there. It's, it was great to great to hang out with you guys and, and talk some Star Wars. So. Like I said, join us anytime you want when we're live, um, and that's uh, that's about all I
1: got. So,
0: all right. well,
1: Josh, thanks for him. having me on, man. It was really good to to chat some Mando and Book of Boba Fett with you.
0: Hell yeah, dude! Thank you again so much for coming on. Um, I guess we'll do a little <laughs> bit of a sign off. It's kind of hard to do with two people, but uh, <laughs> let's try it. So, all right, with Quest me, my name is Josh,
1: and I'm Philip K. And we will talk at you next week. And of course, I'll be with you.